Hey, what's up? Hello. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented as always by America's top rated sportsbook app, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app today. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, y'all. It is late night, Saturday night, coming off of a big win over Fresno State, an insane, improbable win over the Bulldogs. CSU trailed by as much as 11 in the second half. They trailed by five with 39 seconds to go. But Goonies never say die, and neither do the Rams. They showed a ton of heart, closed the game on a 12-2 run over the final 90 seconds, an 8-0 run over the final 31 seconds. They hit their last four shots from the field. Basically, they were the exact opposite of Fresno State, who crumbled under the pressure, missed a couple of really key free throws, left the door open, and will certainly be kicking themselves for letting this one get away for quite some time. I'll talk more about that clutch run down the stretch. We'll talk about the entire game, my takeaways, all of that. But I think the intro has to be on the broadcast because this was an embarrassing day for the Mountain West. And I don't even like being that guy. So many times people complain about the quality of the Mountain West network. And for the most part, I think it's fine. Is it stellar? Not usually. Usually a pretty bare bones type broadcast. But it's free. It's available, and it gives everybody the opportunity to watch all the games, which is not something that I had as a kid growing up, and I think people take that for granted, just the availability of having the product. Even when we had the Mountain, the TV station, which was something that I absolutely loved as well, it wasn't like you could see every single game. So that's just something I try and keep in mind when the quality of the broadcast isn't stellar if the camera operator's a little bit slow or something like that. I'm going to cut them a little bit of slack because the reality is it's probably a student volunteering for one of their classes. The functionality of the Mountain West Network relies on students. That's just the reality. And it relies on the schools themselves being competent and being able to manage these broadcasts. And I think whenever CSU hosts them, They're some of the best, if not the best, in the entire conference. And I genuinely mean that, not even just as a CSU guy. Like, there are very few issues when CSU is the host school and it's on the Mountain West Network. This broadcast today, though, was just an absolute disaster from start to finish. Again, I try not to be too critical of the commentators either because I understand how difficult of a role that is. But, I mean, these guys, they were just barely coherent. They were rambling on about things that had nothing to do with the game. They weren't even using the same stats. Like, at one point, they were like, oh, you're using conference stats? I'm, I'm using the full season stats. And just having to listen to those two guys babble on incoherently was, was rough. Certainly makes you appreciate the broadcasts you get from Brian Roth and Adam Nygon more. Love the energy that Roth brings. Smooth on the play-by-play. And Nygon... He's so insightful. He can break it down with the best of them. I'd love to see him on more TV broadcasts and like the NBA or something. That's how good I think he is. So shout out to those two. That's a brief little tangent. I got a little bit sidetracked there, but it it does make you appreciate what you have in those two on the broadcast every night. But beyond the quality of the commentary, which is whatever, there are a ton of schools across the country that don't have killer broadcasts. The fact that it was frozen for almost an hour That's pathetic. I mean, there are high school broadcasts that go smoother than that. Man, I gotta imagine there are some pretty sternly worded emails and intense voicemails on that Fresno State campus from the league because that was just, it was terrible. I have the benefit of having a live stat feed that they're updating from the arena. So, I mean, I can kind of keep up with the play-by-play and the stat feed's actually even ahead of the TV broadcast. So that's a great resource, as is having the radio, which is what I had to rely on for the first 10 minutes of the second half or so. Just because, you know, you can 
gather a lot from the numbers, but it doesn't tell the entire picture of the game. You don't truly know what happened. You need that filler info from Roth and Nigon on, you know, the picture and what exactly happened. Oh, the defender got blown past there. Oh, you know, late rotation on the screen leads to an easy jumper. And I'm like desperately trying to take notes on all of this so I can host this podcast and be able to at least give a somewhat of an accurate, you know, explanation of what happened in the matchup. But I just can't believe how much of a disaster that broadcast was from start to finish. Thank God we at least got to catch the end of it. I'd have been so pissed off trying to explain those final two minutes based on radio commentary and live stats. But figure it out, Fresno. Figure it out. They're being rumored as a potential expansion target for the Big 12. Doesn't sound like the Pac-12 are interested in Fresno at all. I would just say, did you see the 15 people that were in that arena or watch the quality of the broadcasts? Are you sure that's what you want, Big 12? Go ahead. Anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about this game because this was obviously an epic comeback win for the Rams. They desperately needed it. It felt good to finally win one of these tight ones after coming up so close but falling short so many times in the league slate. Real quick, though, you guys know we love our Breck beers at DNVR. Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion, and there's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. Breck Brew's been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. We love that. What's great, though, is the variety that Breck offers. They have a beer for any person, any occasion. I'm huge on Mountain Beach. It's a delicious, tart, sour. Works good in the summer, works good in the winter, just kind of a versatile beer. You can't go wrong with a classic like Avalanche Amber Ale, one of the first legal beers I ever purchased, actually, a 12-pack of that back in the day. And recently, I've been big on Funslinger, which is their collaboration with Never Summer Snowboards. Gotta love that. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a beer near you. And if you're an Avs or Nuggets fan, go to dnvr.com slash breckSweeps for an opportunity to win a pair of tickets to a Nuggets or Avs game courtesy of Breckenridge Brew. You're going to get hooked up with Club Lexus access. That's free drinks, uh, complimentary food. It is sick. A parking pass, DNVR merch, the whole works. Must be 21 or older to enter. But again, dnvr.com slash breckSweeps to enter. Of course, I've also got to talk to you guys about America's top-rated sportsbook app, the presenting sponsor of this pod, DraftKings Sportsbook. Football may be over, at least mainstream football. We still have the XFL and USFL and all that, which you can bet on. But as far as the, the mainstream options go, really, this is a great time of year. You've got golf, March Madness is right around the corner, baseball, NBA, hockey are both heating up. I mean, some people, they scroll on TikTok for hours and hours. I just scroll on DraftKings for hours and hours, looking at all the different prop bets, all the boosts that you can get. I had a pretty successful Super Bowl, not going to lie. Shout out to Patty Mahomes. Might as well benefit monetarily if that SOB is going to keep breaking my heart as a Broncos fan. And speaking of Kansas, man, the Jayhawks have been hot, made a ton of money on them. They had a crazy comeback bet on them. Uh, When they went down 10, initially got like plus 200 odds, then bet on them again when they went down big before halftime, came back, dominated the second half. Allen Fieldhouse, best home court advantage in all sports. Whatever you're betting on, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with the code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with that code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Finally, the American Raptors have joined a new league, the Columbia Rugby Federation. It is an intercontinental competition featuring six teams from South America. The Raptors are the only North American team in the competition. 
Raptors will play six matches at home and six matches on the road. There are free tickets available to all home matches. All you got to do, head over to AmericanRaptors.com, grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming all of them on their website. If you want to learn more about the Raptors and stay up to date with them, make sure that you follow them at DNVR underscore rugby. My guy Colton Strickler, a CSU alum, a former colleague of mine at the Collegian, will keep you updated with weekly podcasts and regular written content. He's a stud, guys. He really is. I've been on his pod, he's been on mine, and he just does a great job of making rugby approachable for the everyday sports fan that maybe doesn't know so much about it, like me. You know, if you're a football fan, if you're a basketball fan, that's what the Raptors do. They take these athletes from other sports, they turn them into rugby stars. It's really a cool operation. One last time, keep up with all things rugby at dnvr underscore rugby and head to AmericanRaptors.com for a free ticket or to watch the free streams of the matches this season. All right, now that we have paid the bills, let's talk about this crazy game. It was clear it was going to be a physical, tough, grinded-out type game from the very beginning. I was joking with Kevin Lytle a couple minutes into it that Fresno is like Kroger, San Diego State. They want to beat you up. They want to play great defense. They want to own the glass. They play a very Aztec brand of basketball, and that makes sense given that their head coach, Justin Hudson, came over, was a longtime SDSU assistant. I will say the big difference between Fresno and San Diego State right now is just the offensive skill. They have the athleticism. They have the size and the physicality and the defensive pressure down. They don't have the shot makers that San Diego State has on a yearly basis. Early on, given that Fresno is trying to bully you, that they are trying to play that physical brand of basketball, I like that the Rams were able to establish a presence down low. Uh, They were able to get Patrick Cartier some nice post looks early on. He made the most of those, as he tends to do, one of the best scorers in all of the Mountain West and one of the more efficient players in the entire country, top 10 in field goal percentage as of right now. I just thought it was big to get him in a rhythm because he kind of had a slow start against Boise, although he finished hot. But really just for CSU in general, get some easy buckets against a team that's going to pressure you. They're kind of daring you to shoot that outside jump shot, especially when they're in zone. But to CSU's credit, they weren't taking the cheese. They probably had a few too many turnovers because they passed on some open shots and tried to force something inside that wasn't there. But you can live with that as a coach so long as you're getting back defensively You know, you're not allowing uh, too many points off turnovers. Your picks aren't pick sixes, if you will. But I just really like that they got Cartier going. And I like that the veterans in general were a big part of what the Rams were doing offensively in this tight game. Eight of CSU's 10 made field goals in that first half were from Patrick Cartier, Isaiah Stevens, or John Tanjay. And it was just good to see those veterans setting the tone from the get-go. It's easy to get rattled against a physical style team like Fresno State. It's easy to, again, settle for those jump shots or just get knocked off your rhythm. But I felt like those guys did a really good job of just creating high quality looks, forcing the ball inside, drawing some fouls, and just kind of making sure they didn't shoot themselves out of it, which is something you can do against a team like this. It was nice to see Jalen Lake back out there. Played 24 minutes off the bench, but one of the things that stood out to me was pretty early after checking in, he confidently you know, Slade got into defensive position and drew a charge right around the top of the key. Honestly, I hate that rule, but it it was great positioning and a great defensive slide by Lake to get to establish that uh, positioning, took it like a champ. Then he obviously hit that big three at the buzzer to give CSU a three-point lead going into the break as well. 
it's just so big to have him and Tavy back, especially on the defensive side. But the, the depth of this team just feels significantly better when you can rely on those two guards. And I'm not trying to take any shots at, at Baylor or, or uh, Joe Palmer because those guys have had to step up in a major way. They've made some plays for the Rams, especially Joe. He's a bit of a spark plug off the bench there. But you don't want to have to be relying on those guys to be key contributors, you know, playing 20-plus minutes a night. Or in the case when Tavy and Jalen were both out, 30-plus minutes a night. So I just thought it was really big to have those guys back. I felt like they were really impactful. Tavy had a couple of steals, took a charge. Jalen drew that charge early. I did feel like CSU had an opportunity to potentially build an earlier lead in that first half. Fresno just looked really out of sorts offensively. To their credit, they turned up the defensive pressure even more. They forced some turnovers, and that did prove to be costly as Fresno was able to battle their way back into it. Lake ultimately hits that three and gives the Rams a a three-point lead going into the break, but I did feel like there was an opportunity to maybe be up like five, six, or seven just with how out of sorts Fresno did look on that end. I mean, in that first half, if CFCU set up in the half court, it was like they didn't know what to do with the ball. But that's kind of what made the beginning of the second half so confusing. All of a sudden, Fresno comes out firing on all cylinders. At one point, go on a 13-0 run. They outscore CSU 17-5 over the first five minutes. Just really dominated the, the first five minutes out of that half. I wish I could give you guys a better explanation of what exactly they were doing differently other than hitting shots. But at that point, that was when the broadcast was down. I'm relying on live stats and... Uh, Nigon and the tough part about that was the stats were about a minute and 20 seconds ahead of where the broadcast was at online. It was just, it was tough. So it really can't say much more about those first five minutes. Again, just a terrible broadcast, not a, not a good look for the league, but they dominated those first five minutes. They're up 43, 32, their biggest lead of the game, just over five minutes in CSU didn't panic though. They just, they stuck to their game. And eventually, that carriage turned back into a pumpkin, which makes sense because Fresno State has not been a good offensive team all year. That five-minute stretch is definitely not what we have seen from them over the the course of the season. But after getting dominated over the first five minutes, CSU then dominated the next five minutes. They had a 9-0 run themselves. Got right back into it. I will say Fresno still had plenty of opportunities to close this game out. But they left the door open. They could not make free throws over the final two minutes. If you even make just a couple of them, even if you go like two for four at the line instead of 0 for two, you're probably making CSU play for threes. The entire context of the moment completely shifts. Instead, the Rams can just attack the hoop hard and going back to the decision-making and the clutchness from Isaiah Stevens, John Tanjay, these veterans when CSU needed it most. They, They came up with some big buckets. John got a big layup. Isaiah hit a couple of jump shots. And after Fresno State inexplicably put John at the line and gave CSU an opportunity to go up, he confidently sunk a pair like you would want one of your seniors to do, one of your leading guys. So basically, Fresno should be kicking themselves for not executing in the crunch time. Definitely had some really odd decisions. Fouling on the inbound made no sense there. And at that point, you could just see that Fresno completely lost composure once the Rams uh, went up after those Tanjay free throws offensively. They were completely discombobulated through a really errant pass. Tavy Jackson gets the steal, passes it to Jalen Lake. He gets fouled, hits two more free throws, game over, CSU wins. But as much as I do think that the Bulldogs should be kicking themselves and had uh, just so many missed opportunities to close out and seal this win, 
you also have to credit the Rams for taking advantage of those mistakes, for playing with composure during the, the toughest stretch of the game after a physically exhausting battle. One team seemed up for the moment and the other team didn't. I think that's a testament to the coaching staff and just having these guys prepared for the moment. I also think it's a testament to this group who've certainly been battle-tested. They've been through the ringer this year. But these dudes, they do not stop fighting. They have not stopped laying it all on the line every game, even after heartbreak after heartbreak. And while I don't want to get too carried away here or say anything like too bold like that, I think when you look at how this group has performed over the last four This is a team that's figured out some things with the current construction of the roster. Yeah, you were hoping that you would get a big year out of Josiah Strong. That didn't happen. They've had some uh, unfortunate injuries in the post with Jennison and then Evans. But this current group has kind of figured out their roles. And after being tested and going through all these moments, I do feel like they're kind of a dangerous team heading into the Mountain West tournament. I don't know if they're going to have the depth to make, you know, an insane run, win four games in four days. It's really hard to do. But I also know that some of these teams that are ultimately going to finish in the top half of the league are not going to want to draw this Rams team. And I've just been impressed with the composure, with the heart, and the willingness to compete on a game-to-game basis. The losses have been frustrating. It's been a really disappointing season. This team certainly hasn't lived up to expectations for a variety of reasons. I've talked about all these things over the last couple of months. But for a group that's been through so much to continue fighting like this, I just think it's something to be proud of. And I don't think it would be that surprising if the Rams upset a team or two in Vegas, if they picked up some more wins here down the stretch, because they've already been through it all. They figured out how to play together now. Everyone kind of has their different role. And I just think there's still some fun moments to come this season. I'm going to talk about some more takeaways and some things that the Rams need to improve moving forward if they want to continue to build on this and have some more success. Real quick, GameTime is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, maybe behind home plate? It's possible with the GameTime app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You will not find a better deal this season on Nuggets tickets, Avs tickets, Rams tickets, you name it, than you will with Game Time, and that's because it was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app. Score the best seats to all your favorite events. I also got to give you my DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. Mentioned it earlier, we're rocking with the Kansas Jayhawks. I just think they're the most dangerous team when they get rolling. I love the versatility that they have. I love the depth that they have. And because of that, I am taking them to go to the final four. You can get that at plus 260. Obviously, we'll have to see what all these regions end up looking like and how all of that shapes out. But I just, watching these teams on a night-to-night basis, I haven't seen a team that impresses me as consistently as Kansas does. They've shown the ability to come back from behind, and I think that's going to be so valuable come tournament time. So lock it in. Kansas to make the final four. Justin's DraftKings pick of the week. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Some final takeaways, just some thoughts on the team moving forward. The effort on the glass was terrific in this one. They finished with a plus six advantage in total rebounds, 36 to 30. The limiting of second chance opportunities was a big reason why Fresno State was not able to build an even bigger lead early on in that second half. And it's why once Fresno State's offense came back to earth, the Rams were easy or able to get back into this one rather easily. 
definitely going to need to keep things close against San Diego State, limit those second chance opportunities if you want to have an opportunity against them. I mentioned this earlier, but it's great to have Tavy and Jalen back, especially on the defensive side. They just have a knack for making plays. Um, Tavy is fearless, definitely not scared of the moment, and I love that his development this year has been huge. And Jalen just gives you another solid option to defend along the perimeter, also the ability to stretch the floor with his shooting. Hopefully he's able to get back into a rhythm here over these final games before we get to Vegas. You know, the, the turnovers, they weren't awful, but 14 is definitely too many. And against a team like San Diego State, they're probably going to capitalize that into more points the other way. I do also understand that it's somewhat of a product of the team that you're playing. Like they're physical, they're lanky, it's kind of what they do. That said, it's just something to keep an eye on, especially in this Tuesday night matchup against San Diego State. They are much more consistent offensively than Fresno State is, but they still have these weird games where they can go you know, really cold in these stretches of five, six, seven minutes where they can't score. If you're turning it over, though, and giving them easy opportunities in the transition game, that's a great way to offset that and potentially you know, play your way out of it. Clearly, CSU is going to be the underdogs in this one. Playing at Viejas is always really challenging. Historically, it's either a game that kind of comes down to the wire or it's a blowout for the Aztecs, at least in their own arena. At Moby, it's almost always a great game. But we'll see what the Rams have got in store for this team. They damn near beat them the first time they played. And while it would probably hurt the conference, it would be cool to see CSU kind of get some revenge and play spoilers, knock them out of the top 25. Not going to lie, there's something about interacting with San Diego State Hoops fans that kind of drives me crazy. They're really nasty. Like, I've gotten plenty of heat over the years from Wyoming fans, CU fans. That makes sense. Even Boise State. But man, San Diego State Hoops fans, you would think that it was like a holy war situation with how personal and and just downright nasty they get when it comes to talking shit about San Diego State and how lowly everyone else is in their opinion. I don't know. They're a hard group to root for. I still root for them in the NCAA tournament just because I want the Mountain West to, to represent well. But I can't act like I'm heartbroken when they typically get bounced in the first round. Anyways, we'll be talking more hoops tomorrow. Uh, There's some big games coming up in the conference as far as the standings go. We'll also be talking about a big win for the women's squad over Air Force. It was one where we had to sweat it out up big. Air Force came roaring back, but CSU able to get the stop in the end, come away with the three-point win. Now in a three-way tie for second place with Wyoming and San Diego State, so it's going to be really interesting how that battle finishes as well. UNLV, of course, has already wrapped up the one seed. Shout out to all of you for continuing to support my content. Make sure you check out that article I wrote on today's game. If you missed it, we'll have more recruiting stuff coming out, spring ball preview, all kinds of stuff in the following weeks, Uh, March Madness coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope everyone is staying warm out there and enjoying at least a small increase in sunshine. I don't know about you guys, but it gets a little tough, a little down when it's so gloomy consistently and the sunset to like 5 p.m. I'm I'm ready for those summer sunsets. But yeah, that's all I have for today. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to the presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DNVR when you sign up. Much love, y'all. Peace.
kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees feeling way too trendy raps that kill oh i'm deadly primed and ready like machetes at a deli in new delhi feeling scummy like martin scarelli turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice but water's the truth so i sip on that too skinny looking kid with no car keys like the only thing i drive is rcrv's got the stash like steve harvey oh i'm gnarly like non from